Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott. We pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The intention to forgive is often strong, but the willingness to do it is another story. Today's topic is forgiveness. Florida teenager Sarah is Jeff's guest. We're back with Parenting in the 21st Century, and one of our consistent guests is Sarah <laughs> Vratanina. Hey, guys. And we want to talk about forgiveness, and this is something that she's just beginning to learn and something she struggles with. Forgiveness, I've found, is such a huge piece of not gathering muck in the bottom of the pond because when we can't let things go, when we can't forgive, that offense that hurt rumbles around inside and it just stays there and we can have all of these hurts built up but one of the reasons i've found that kids have a hard time forgiving their parents is oftentimes they never get a chance to share their feelings their hurts their side of the equation so talk to me a little bit about your experience with piling up hurts i'm not going to speak for every parent and every household but we're Like in the situation I grew up, it was, you know, lectures all the time. What did you do wrong? Have you learned from your mistake? Um, What are you going to do better next time? Where did you mess up instead of why did you do that? What were you feeling inside when this happened and everything? So it was just a lot of talking at. Um, No apologies were ever issued from them. They never wondered how I was doing, at least not verbally or asked me. Um, So I just went into a state of mind that everything was going to be my fault. And if I was constantly reprimanded or lectured for it, there's no point in forgiving myself if I'm just going to keep messing up over again. So that cycle led to you being really hard on yourself and not being able to forgive yourself. Right. And on top of that, I've heard you say multiple times how much you're capable of forgiving yourself is how much you're capable of forgiving others, which gave me a really low tolerance for faults of other people, um, isolation and ending a lot of of relationships. Okay. So it kind of led to a cycle of brokenness in other relationships? Yes. This is a new topic we've been talking about in coaching. I think it started just this week. Yeah. Uh, And so... Uh, I discovered this week as we were talking, I think, with you and your dad that you couldn't forgive or wouldn't forgive him or your parents. Right. And so we started talking about forgiveness. So as we've done that, I spent some time assembling some resources from multiple places, and we kind of went through that a little bit as a, with your family. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you learned about forgiveness that might have been holding back your desire to forgive? So first of all, forgiveness and reconciliation are two completely different beasts. That and forgiving someone doesn't mean letting them hurt you the same way over and over again. That is an unhealthy relationship. And unfortunately, the hand I've been dealt is the people in my life, when I forgive them, that's a free pass to just keep doing the same thing over again, which has led me to believe that I cannot forgive people. I really didn't have it in my heart for a long time. It led to trust issues and just broken relationships all over. Now you're wrestling with this thought being challenged to, to forgive. What, what do you need? What needs to change in you to be able to forgive? Um, I've grown up with the same parents my whole life and a lot of the same hurts, a lot of the same lectures And 
I need to understand and accept that they're changing. And just because I've seen this history with my family doesn't mean it's going to change. And I have the type of perseverance mindset and determined or whatever just because of my high-functioning depression and how I work in school and everything. Any change to me seems highly improbable and I have to learn to accept that they're changing and they're becoming such better people and parents. So now it's up to me to find it in my heart to forgive them. It's hard to let go of the past and not let the past kind of interpret the present. Absolutely, which also does not mean there's not going to be relapses. That's something I also struggle with. Um, I expect for perfection out of other people because that's what I try and put forth. So anytime there's a setback, I go into this default mindset that, just kidding, they didn't change, they don't get forgiveness. And that's unhealthy and unfair on my part. One of the things that, that happened with you uh, along the way was a lot of hurts, a lot of things, a lot of negative beliefs got created, and you ended up analogizing that to the muck in the bottom of the pond. Right. How does not forgiving in a family situation lead to muck in the pond in the life of a kid? First of all, isolation, and that is one of the biggest things to get rid of because the only person you end up trusting is yourself. Um You've just accepted so many hurts in your life that you can't take anymore. Forgiving people is a huge step to becoming less isolated, creating healthier and more abundant relationships. That's something that I'm really currently struggling with. And I think that through the coaching and everything, I can definitely get there. But being able to not forgive is this huge layer on top of my muck that's not letting the muck to come out of the bottom of the pond. Okay. That and the lack of tears. Absolutely. <laughs> so two main goals, tears and forgiveness. Uh, YGN, come <laughs> cry with us. <laughs> it does happen. I'll say that quite more often than I would have expected along the way yeah. as we deal with muck in the bottom of the pond and in different situations and different relationships. But the reality is when we think about forgiveness, it's that process of letting go of an offense it's that process of realizing that we can't hold all of this in. And part of, it, and part of it comes with being able to discuss the offense. And that's one of the things that we've been working on with your family is some of the things you're holding in the mock of the pond is going back and having those difficult conversations about those things and bringing understanding and getting to apologies. Yeah, in my family culture, it's always been, you know, ignore the problem for two or so days, reconcile, not even reconcile, start talking to the other person, the conflict, or the other person who is involved in the conflict at breakfast or whatever, but not talking about the actual conflict, move on like nothing happened. Um, in my family, as soon as um, faults or mistakes or confrontations were brought back up, it immediately brought the problem back to life. And it wasn't talking about something in the past. It was, again, something that was happening currently. And we've all silently kind of agreed that we just don't do that. You know, we look at each other, maybe not even hug, say, nope, it's fine, move on, keep going. And that is just walking through this you know, dumpster field and just throwing all the junk behind you. And as soon as you stop, it's going to be a tsunami that comes back over you. And it's not healthy. Instead of throwing the things behind you, you need to move them out of the way and push them to the side so they don't fall back on you and hurt you even more than you intended them to. 
And you need to do that by bringing it up and talking and saying, hey, mom or dad, you know, that message is really hurting me. Yeah. And ignoring the problem, which we all thought, or at least I thought was healthier, is the complete opposite. It's so, so harmful. So what do parents need to do to encourage their kids to bring those things up? It all goes back to the asking the right questions. That doesn't mean grilling your kid for how they feel. If they don't want to talk to them, don't make them. But or if they don't want to talk to you, don't make them. But, you know, honey, I'm really sorry I caught your nonverbal. Um, what are you thinking right now? Or Remember that thing that happened last week? I, I feel that that kind of hurt you. What are you feeling? Or Sarah, did I say something? What happened wrong? Or is everything okay at school? Or how is this impacting you? Every question you can ask is going to lead to a beneficial conversation, even if it seems har like harmful, hurtful, or they're attacking you. Most of the time, they're just letting their feelings out in the situation. That does not mean it's your free card to punish them. They're trying to resolve the problem the best they know. Okay. So one of the things we've worked on is listening to each other all the way through and not interrupting, oh, uh, <laughs> which is a challenge for not just you, but also your parents. Yeah. And then we've also worked on validating and hearing the other person's perspective because different perspectives are okay. And oftentimes parents, because of their wisdom and their experience, feel like their perspective is the only one that's okay. Yeah. And so as your parents are making this change and they're we're discussing some of these hard things. I know you want to avoid them. There's some you still need to bring up. But the reality is once you get through that conversation and they, you feel like they really understood and they apologize, how much closer are you to being able to forgive them? It. I'm going to be honest. It's totally situation dependent. I'm not going to say every time I've my parents have talked to me about a problem that I automatically feel like forgiving. Recently, there was a problem that happened on Friday and I stayed in my room and wouldn't talk to them till Sunday morning. Um, that's something that I need to work on because I know they're working on it very hard. Um, but overall, it does make me feel closer to them and want to forgive them because I know that's something that I'm capable of. I just need to find it in my heart and be able to execute that. So forgiveness is a is a major topic, and we're going to come back after the break and talk a little bit more of, okay, how do we forgive? What are some of the things that we need to do to make forgiveness possible? And um, it isn't about doing having to do it on the spot immediately. Right. So join us here in a couple of minutes as we continue the discussion about forgiveness. You're listening to Revive Family. Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. More in a moment. Resentment, unresolved hurt, and anger is a disease that kills more people each year than cancer. The cure is forgiveness. If you're carrying a heavy load of hurt and anger, forgiveness is the key to healing your head and your heart. UW-Madison professor and founder of the International Forgiveness Institute, Dr. Robert Enright, invites you to visit his website, Learn Why to Forgive and How to Forgive. Learn about the peacemaking power of putting forgiveness inside of you. Visit internationalforgiveness.com. Many parents today fear the impact that society, social media in particular, is having on their kids. Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott offers a better way to lead your kid and give you more influence than YouTube, Snapshot, or video games. Through research with 3,500 kids, Jeff developed a new way of parenting that's working for thousands of families. The program is called Influential Parenting. 
Get it today at revivefamily.com slash radio. Bring your kid's heart to life and peace to your home. Do you want your kids to keep the faith? Most parents do. Would you be surprised to learn that 70% of young adults today are not continuing in the faith in which they were raised? At that rate, most mainline American churches can't survive. Researcher, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott has had conversations with more than 2,000 Christian kids about their faith and the churches they were brought up in. Jeff wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, which tells the story of faith loss among young adults. At Jeff's website, revivefamily.com, you'll get an understanding of their perspective on faith and why they're heading for the exits. Jeff Schott is the host of Parenting in the 21st Century and has been researching the lifestyles and behaviors of kids and their parents for two decades. Revivefamily.com features his research studies, CDs, DVDs, books, and more. Visit revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent. Continuing with Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. It's all about helping people get deeper in the relationship between parents and kids so that we can keep great relationships through the adolescent years and our kids don't feel like they need to hide from us and go lead a dual life. That's what YTN's all about. And a big piece of that is forgiveness that we've been talking about. There's a lot of misconceptions about forgiveness. And, and one of those is that, you know, forgiveness needs to be immediate. And in the last segment, you were talking about there are certain things that I can get closer to forgiving, certain things I'm not ready to yet. Why aren't you ready yet to forgive on um, some of the things? A lot of times it could be a minor paper cut to a lot of people, but because of negative core values, it could feel like a huge gash in the middle of my arm or whatever. I've seen especially in the church uh, forgiveness is stressed immediately, but no one talks about, you know, the person or the victim's hurt that they're going through. And a lot of times they're incapable of giving an honest forgiveness or giving honest forgiveness immediately after they've been hurt. You know, you can't cut your leg off and stick a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> um, I just think that letting someone process the hurt that they've been through and then letting them decide if they're willing to forgive or not versus as parents teaching kids from such a young age, if someone says, I'm sorry, you automatically say it's okay or I forgive you. Yeah, and one of the things in that you bring up is the apology. And I've found that an apology, an effective apology, has four elements. It has, I apologize, not sorry. I'm, I'm actually apologizing, those words. And then it has the statement of specifically what I did wrong. That I apologize for telling you over and over again, we just move on because that led to muck in the bottom of your pond. Right. Okay. And in the future, I'm not going to say just move on anymore. I'm going to ask the questions to understand what's really going on and so that we can talk about it and get it resolved. And then fourth, will you forgive me? So there's four steps. It's saying I apologize. Two, what is the specific offense? Three, what are you going to do in the future differently? And then four, asking for forgiveness. How important would that process have been to you growing up? I think that is one of the most valuable teachings of YTN. 
in my family and I'm sure many other families, there's been a huge lack of transparency. There's been a lot of blame. One of the things I'm really struggling to still forgive my parents for is we lived in this beautiful house in one part of Florida and stuff started going rocky with me in school and just my parents towards the end of my eighth grade year. And they up and moved us to a much smaller house, totally different part of Florida where I didn't know anybody. And you know, that was blamed on me and my behavior instead of just saying, hey, you know, financially, this is going to be way better for us. It's going to be easier to do more things we want. Um, it's more accessible to a better school and work, but it was easy for them to just blame my behavior on that. And I think if I got issued a real apology with the four elements instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you know, we lied to you because <laughs> that really didn't help on top of that. being, I'm sorry, I lied. Because I feel like I'm unworthy of the truth and it's just this huge buildup of unhealthy feelings that we're nowhere in that mound is forgiveness. Okay, so that process of taking time to understand where our kids are at and how they're processing our messages and then when hearing that one of our messages was harmful, going through that four-step apology would have made you forgiving growing up a lot easier. Exactly. Versus saying, oh, that's not what I meant. You heard me wrong. Because that's, again, harmful to the kid or harmful to the person you're dealing with because that's, again, you know, talking down to them and belittling them and, you know, their worth and their feelings. Okay. And so it's really hard as a parent with all our wisdom and experience, we've got this much younger, shorter kid <laughs> to get down on their level and talk with them on their level and come to see that we really need to understand them. But it's vitally important from what you're saying. Why is it so important? To have proper communication with the kid? Yeah. Without that, like I said, you know, they're going to have a dysfunction and an inability for, to forgive or negative core values or just... There's no real positive outcome with lack of transparency, lack of apology, um, and, you know, accepting your own fault. Yeah, it's easy to blame it on your really young kid, but your really young kid's going to turn up or grow up and turn into a teenager, an adult, and they're going to have these issues that they have to deal with and have no idea how because of situations that they've been surrounded with when they were so young. Back to forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't something that needs to be done immediately. We need to leave time for that hurt to process. So in a situation where a parent realizes they've said something that's hurt their kid, what would you recommend they do? You can't just grab their shoulders, oh my God, I'm sorry so-and-so, please forgive me, and then force your kid to feel something that they're not really feeling. The four-step apology is extremely vital. No matter how young they are, they need to feel that they're worth something. And they also need time to really understand that you are sorry, that they did hurt you. It's okay to feel hurt. And then move on and grow to that forgiveness stage. And I'd add one thing to that. I'd add this, that sometimes we've got to ask a series of questions to really understand our kids' perspective. Exactly. Because if they don't feel understood, the, the quick sorry apology is definitely not going to be accepted. And they definitely won't be able to forgive. And we don't want to train our kids to not forgive. Right. It's so important. So understanding and then going into the four-step apology, which again, for those listening on the radio, 
It's number one, I apologize. Number two, this is specifically what I did wrong. Number three, it's this is what I'm going to do differently going forward. And number four, will you forgive me? But if we, if our kids don't feel like they've been really understood, really heard, that four-step apology even will fall on deaf ears. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Why would it fall on deaf ears? They don't feel heard and they don't feel validated. Um, I'm obviously still not speaking for everybody, just experience and my friend's experience. Us as minors, children, teens, whatever, we're automatically put down just for our age, lack of understanding, lack of experience. And to feel heard and to feel worthy of, you know, truth and, you know, to like, it's okay that, you know, we're adults and we can still mess up and feel sorry. That's so important to us as kids. So as we think about forgiveness and you think about there are things that are, you're still having a hard time to forgive, what holds you back? Um... For me, it's history and past experiences with my parents, either them not giving me time to feel that hurt or not issuing not even a proper apology, just a regular apology in the first place. Um, my parents had or adopted their kids late and they grew up as businessmen and businesswomen and in their corporation, there were no room for mistakes. And I feel like a lot of times me and my lo- my younger brother were treated as business deals and employees versus, you know, kids that it was their job to nurture and grow and, you know, even cherish or make them feel like they're worth something. And at the same time, I know your parents, so I know they really love you and I know that they really care for you and they sent a lot of positive messages along Absolutely. the way. So I'm sure they're listening to this just heads exploding going, <laughs> how could this be? How could this be? How could we have such a huge disconnect? Part of that for you is being adopted. Yeah. There's this sense of why was I given up? Why wasn't I good enough to be accepted? One of those big steps of forgiveness may be back there with the original birth mom for you. Yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) Why is that so big? So with my negative core values and just the deck of cards I've been dealt as my life, it was really hurtful all growing up knowing that One person didn't even want to try dealing with me, so they just gave me to someone else. And then I feel like I I wasn't good enough for those new people either. So I was always trying my best to perform the best. And so there's feelings, anger, confusion, what? (laughs) All of the above. Um, And it's even harder because it's not like my birth mom can issue me the four-part apology. That's something I have to find in my heart to be able to give to her and my birth dad. So sometimes it's really important in forgiveness to have the interaction around the offenses and build understanding and get to the point of both sides apologizing for their piece of the equation, right? Exactly. But sometimes there are situations where that may not be possible. And so forgiveness sometimes has to be just done within. And and that's the one that's maybe the hardest for you because you can't reach a point of really understanding. Okay, why is that so hard? I feel like I'm owed something and I won't be able to ever get it. Also, I feel like I made a negative impact on someone's life, and that's going to take forgiving myself and saying, hey, you weren't the problem. You were just a baby. It wasn't you. There's a difference between Sarah and a baby. Why is it so hard for you to forgive yourself? Negative core values, muck in the bottom of the pond, and always feeling like I'm not good enough. So you deserve 
this pain. That's how it felt for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So we're working on that. Yep, definitely. You starting to change your perspective on that? Oh, totally. Okay, good. So forgiveness, we've got to help our kids learn how to forgive. And that means we've got to be understanding not just where they're at, but we've got to be willing to apologize. And then we've got to be willing to give them time to process so that they can get to the point of genuinely forgiving us so that they don't build up hurts in their lives and end up with muck in the bottom of the pond and negative core values and depression, all things that Sarah's dealt with. We're grateful for you joining us today. Thank you. Talking about forgiveness, something that we all need to do. Sometimes <laughs> it's really hard to do, but it means we've got to let things out. We've got to process that pain and let it go so it doesn't ride with us the rest of our lives. Absolutely. That's it for this edition of Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return again next week with another program designed to help you become a wiser, better parent. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support. Making the transition from high school and life at home to college and life away from home is one of life's greatest challenges for young people today. Fifteen years ago, researcher, author, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott was working for Campus Crusade for Christ at Arizona State University. He observed that many students were not making it through their freshman year. Nearly 30% couldn't handle it and dropped out. Their grades were good enough to get into ASU, but their lifestyles away from home produced failure. How did that happen? Jeff Schott researched the phenomenon in detail, and you can see and read what he uncovered at revivefamily.com. If you're a parent, you want your kid to succeed. Are they ready for life on their own? Nearly one-third are not. They'll fail. At revivefamily.com, Jeff Schott provides parenting wisdom to help kids prepare for the college transition so they'll succeed on their own. Find all the resources you need at revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent.